the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen.
Let us pray. All-powerful and unseen God, the coming of your light into our world has brightened weary hearts with peace. Call us out of darkness and empower us to proclaim the birth of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A reading from Genesis. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard you. I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked and hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is it that you have done? The woman said, The serpent tricked me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. And to the man he said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the tree about which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return to the ground, for out of it you were made. You are dust and to dust you shall return. The man named his wife Eve, because she was the mother of all living. And the Lord God made garments of skins for the man and his wife and clothed them. Then the Lord God said, See, the man has become like one of us, knowing good and evil. And now he might reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from which he was taken. He drove out the man and at the east of, of the Garden of Eden he placed the cherubim and a sword flaming and turning to guard the way to the tree of life.
An angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will indeed bless you, and I will make your offspring as numerous as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of their enemies, and by your offspring shall all the nations of the earth gain blessing for themselves, because you have obeyed my voice. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. 
Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His, his authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David in his kingdom. He'll establish and uphold it with justice and, the, and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this.
A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. Another sing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the winged child shall put its hands on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea.
reading from Luke. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God.
In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and the family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her, for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn.
In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger.
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become the children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. Here ends our readings. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christmas Eve here is always such a beautiful service. It's such a joy to sing with you all, to worship with you all. The flowers are lovely, the candlelight's lovely, the singing is joyous. And being here at church is simply nostalgic. And the whole service is romantic. Romantic in the best sense of the word. One of the most basic and one of the most glorious facts of Christmas, however, is not romantic. It's not lovely at all to those who do not know the whole story. This big idea, the big idea of Christmas, the big idea that we call the gospel, is that Christ has come in the flesh to be rejected. John chapter 1 tells us this in sweeping terms. He tells us, he came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. We see this in the nativity story in Luke chapter 2. Joseph brings Mary to Bethlehem to the census, because Bethlehem is the place where their family origins are. And almost certainly, Joseph has extended family there. Now I know we're used to seeing nativity plays with an innkeeper telling Mary and Joseph that there's no more vacant hotel rooms. Well, almost certainly there were not hotels in Bethlehem. Rather, the word that gets translated traditionally as in simply means guest room or lodging place. The picture Luke wants to give us is not that Mary and Joseph are simply being turned away from a business that's too full. No, they're being turned away even by family. Their family homestead is too full to give them lodging, too full to give Mary, who's about to have her child, a safe room, a safe bed. And in turning away Mary and Joseph, the household has turned away the Christ child. The infant child was not even received by his family. And this makes it all the more remarkable who does receive him. Shepherds, men who were considered to be thieves because they moved around from place to place with their flocks, men who were <clears throat> undoubtedly dirty and filthy and unrefined, those are the men who came to greet the Lord. 
but Christ was rejected by the very ones that should have truly embraced him. The infant Christ is rejected by King Herod, who sees the birth of the Messiah, not as the one who will bring the blessing of God's kingdom, but as a political rival. Herod suspects in his own heart, in his own wicked heart, that his kingship is illegitimate. And in that case, he knows that Christ has come to judge him. And so he rejects Christ and tries to murder him. And again, who embraces Christ? Three kings or three wise men, in any case, from outside Israel. Three court officials from the east come to embrace the Messiah. While the king, who was supposed to be reigning over God's people, <coughs> seeks to murder him. Christ has come to be rejected. The pattern plays over and over in his ministry. He's rejected the first time he teaches and preaches in his hometown. He's rejected by scholars. He's rejected by chief priests. Eventually, he will even be rejected by those who called him the Christ when everyone abandons him at his crucifixion. Yes, he has come to be rejected. And this is the story since creation. Tonight, we've heard readings from the very beginning of Genesis and their story after story of the people of God rejecting God. Adam and Eve rejected God in favor of the serpent's lies. Abraham's children will turn away from the Lord over and over. And now on the first Christmas night, the people of God will again not recognize that God has come to them. The story of rejection is sometimes what we call Christ's humiliation. That Christ has humbled himself for us. He has subjected himself to the darkness of this world. All of the circumstances we suffer in this world, Christ himself has also suffered. Christ has been rejected by his family. Christ has been persecuted by the government. Christ has mourned the death of loved ones. Christ has made himself subject to hunger and thirst. Christ has lived with the forces of nature just as we do. He has felt the sweltering sun. He has shivered through the cold wind. Christ has felt the exhaustion of hard work. He has felt the emotional and psychological pain of suffering in this world. The fact that Christ was rejected so often, so thoroughly by so many in the world, tells us for sure that Christ knows the pain of this world. And so we don't let the beauty of this night distract us from the first basic fact of Christ's incarnation, which is that he became flesh and dwelt among us to suffer for us. He was not laid in a beautiful, safe crib when he was born. He was laid in a manger. He was laid where animals come to feed. He was not kept warm next to a glowing fireplace with clean blankets. Rather, he was wrapped up in rags and slept in a barn or cave among animals. As he grew, he would not grow in the luxury and opulence of this world. He would not live his life in great fanfare, and he would die painfully and alone. What then do we celebrate tonight? Why all the trouble to light so many candles? Why stay up late for church this night? Why sing so many hymns? Why read so many scriptures? Why sit with our families at our tables and feast? Why exchange gifts? Well, the Gospel of John has told, has told us. We celebrate because Christ 
came in the darkness of rejection and suffering. But as John says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. The darkness has not overcome the light of the world. Indeed, darkness is the lack of light. So wherever there is light, darkness is dispelled. Darkness cannot overcome the light. Nor can the darkness of this world overcome the light which has come to us this night. Tonight we receive the light of the world. We receive the one who was rejected, the one who suffered for us. For us. Those are the key words. Christ has come tonight for us. In one of his Christmas sermons, St. Ambrose writes, Jesus became an infant and a child so that you might be a complete person. He was wrapped in swaddling clothes so that you might be absolved from the bonds of death. He was in a manger so that you might come to his altar. He was on earth so that you might be in heaven. He had no room so that you might have mansions in heaven. In other words, Christ has come to redeem you. He has come to take on the full sin and darkness of this world and to give you all light and all goodness. This is what Martin Luther calls the happy exchange. Christ takes the full punishment, the full consequences of sin. He takes on the evil of this world. In exchange, he gives us light and life and salvation. The Gospel of John again says Christ is the true light that enlightens everyone. That all who receive him, he gives the right to be called the children of God. If you receive one gift this Christmas... Receive the Christ child who has come to bring you life. You might enjoy the singing tonight. You might enjoy the candles. You might enjoy the nostalgia and festivities of this holiday. And I truly hope you do. But the festivities are first about receiving Christ who has come for you. Christ has come to bring light into all the dark places of your life. He has come for the forgiveness of your sins. He has come to give you life, so do not reject him. Receive him as the Lord who gives you life. Receive him as the one who will bring light into your life. Receive him as the one who has reconciled God and sinner. Receive him who was born that you no more may die. Amen.
God. You made this night holy, shining with the brightness of the true light. Grant that we may walk in the light of Jesus' presence. Lord, you have blessed us with your love. May we sing with all creation tonight your songs of praise, our joy of the world. You may extinguish your candles. And now together, gathered by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen.
peace, Jesus Christ is born today. Thanks be to God.